Go. Welcome to the Board Game Snob <laughs> Podcast. I'm sorry I wasn't paying attention when you said go. I was looking at the Facebook, trying to figure out what's going on Please in the world today. Never refer to the Facebook. I can refer to That's it old, as... old, isn't it, Enrique? <clears throat> so old. I'm young. You I'm hip. I'm cool. This <laughs> podcast is about board Hi. games. What did you do? <laughs> I turned myself off. Oh, sorry. Never mind. There. Wait, wait. Say something, Jerry. I'm here. All right, all right, Enrique. What's up? Oh, am I am I talking? It's me and you. Ah. Did you turn my mic off, <laughs> Enrique? Welcome to the board game snobs. Why, this is it? Gabby. <laughs> I am the host. This is Enrique. The host. Hey guys, Jerry. Say hello. Say hello. I have said hello. Okay. I am the host. Of this all podcast. right. Well, this is a podcast about board games, but among most, Beauty! and among <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> We like to talk about other stuff as well. What other stuff do we like to talk about? Send help! <laughs> Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Jerry, what, microphone back on. Jerry, what other stuff do we like to talk about? We like to talk about but you, you... And Don't you fans Don't that point you have somehow accumulated over the past several years Hashtag of us doing this podcast enjoy banter. I do not like banter. I like staying on point. Banter. That's why you have no fans. <laughs> I have tons of fans. People who like me. <laughs> yeah, for they're hanging my on your ceiling. And <laughs> my <laughs> commentary and my straightforward saltiness about you know what I like. What do you like? Follow us on Twitter, Amazon, you and ever watch that show Empire Records starring uh, Liv Tyler. I who Liv from Tyler? the nineties. I, I remember. What question? Do you know who Liv Tyler is? She is Stephen Tyler's Thank you. daughter. I'm I have slept you know in Stephen Tyler's bed. I'm glad you went to that. Fun fact. Uh, wait, 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 what? Please explain. Okay. Steven Tyler owns a used to own a mansion in Tulsa, Oklahoma. What? A, how, what, what? Your life is made up. Years years ago, yeah, like just year, amazing stuff on Groupon. My wife, to surprise me, bought a Groupon's this website. If you understand, it's not. <laughs> yeah, but everyone knows Groupon. Booked us a like a vacation for us for our anniversary up in Tulsa. We go there. All up in Tulsa. All up in Tulsa. We go there. We go to museums. We go to the art galleries. So forth, so on. And we stay in this bed and breakfast. People might wonder what type of culture is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It used to be the richest county in America. You know why? Mm, oil. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Texas tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when, when Bubble Texas, and crude. Bubble and crude. Uh, so we stayed in this bed and breakfast. There's and like the guy three who people that it, will know that. We, there, it, nobody was there this particular weekend. And we stayed in the master bedroom. And he said, this used to be owned in Steven Tyler. And this was Steven Tyler's room. And this is Steven Tyler's bed. And I ate crepes. Crepes? They were really good crepes. Crepes are kind of like pancakes. They're super thin pancakes. They're super thin pancakes. They're like anorexic pancakes. And they have cream and very... Why am I just telling you what crepes are? People don't You're know what crepes are. You're literally chewing on your fingernails, Enrique, Ugh. while I'm telling you about crepes. That's, know, it's because crepe I'm being like. attentive. It's a thin piece of... No, crepes are awesome. They're I like crepes. Thin pancakes. 
very thin. Honey, uh, and I use the term anorexic cream in a term that may be offensive because anorexia is actually a disease process that affects millions. So no matter how skinny you are, you might think you're fat. Correct. I am fat legitimately. And I, I'm glad you brought that up. At times, apparently, and I feel the need to clarify this, <laughs> I've noticed that on our podcast, as I have listened through older episodes, uh-huh. I at times may have made comments regarding your girth and your weight. Now, a lot of Are our- Are those separate? Girth and weight? Yes, girth is your rotundness, how round you rotundness. are. Yes. I've tried to be diplomatic. Why are you baiting me? And so many of our many of our fans might wonder, like, that's really mean. And I've realized I know this. Jerry loves me. It is very mean. And I apologize. No, I know you love well, me. Well, no, because I think some of the fans might do you, think uh, that Jerry, I'm hating on Jerry, I'm asking you, do you love me? Deeply. Okay. Then and I'm not care. saying that because I, I have been drinking whiskey that's okay. or that it's late at night. You know what? When you drink, that's when you're the most honest. I'm saying that as a person, you know what? I as somebody I know, I'm I have a modicum of respect. Modicum? Modicum. Modicum? Modicum. Modicum. Emoticon. <laughs> you have a, Aren't those the Transformers? Those are the bad guys on Emoticons roll out. He made me, he made me watch Transformers. No, no, it wasn't you. He talked about Transformers. And then when we was in the hotel the other day, we watched Transformers 3. 3, oh, I think it was. Revenge or of the Fallen. Three. It was yes. awful. Or Dark Side of the Moon. This robot that was on the pyramids. Oh, yeah. That was. It, that was, it was one of the uh, And he sucked primes. up a lot of sand. Uh, yeah, that was two. That was, was two. That yeah. was bad. It was and one of Megan Fox parts. was in it, though. I don't Megan like Fox. Megan Fox. I don't like Megan Fox. I'll say that. Megan Fox. But my, wait, before you sidetrack this about <laughs> Megan Fox, I'm, I just want to say very, just, uh, okay. Sorry if I made fun of your weight. It's, Jerry, Continue. You know, I know you love me. I, I, I know I'm big. You are. I'm, <laughs> here it goes. Here it goes. I can't help myself. I am a bad person. But know this. I am on an effort to lose weight right now. You are. You're doing great. Yesterday. Let me tell you this. you lost? 20 pounds. See? I went from 360 to 340. And I don't think you could have done it without my loving support. No. I couldn't have. Without my constant harassment. Without constant beratement. I would not have looked in the mirror and said, Jerry hates me and I need to lose weight. (laughs) (laughs) The fans are going to love this. Yes. I yesterday I poured a plate of spaghetti for myself. We went poured? to. We, <laughs> is it what, what do you mean? Poured? I poured it from a to-go container onto my plate. Oh, it was, oh okay. Okay, it was, was from a place. Say, like, huh? There's a place in Dallas called Maggiano's. Oh. You can get you a chicken parmesan, and you can get like basically they give you like a free meal to go. So I got spaghetti and meatballs. I love spaghetti and meatballs, spaghetti and meat sauce, whatever. My number one. I will eat that 24-7. Probably so. Myself. Thus, I'm 360. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> For all the kids out there. I'm so edgy. Xbox one ass. So, I, pl- I poured a plate of spaghetti into my plate. Heated it up. I was, I was sitting down. And I've been on a diet, and I've been trying to refrain myself. Refrain? Yes. From eating the amounts I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this plate of spaghetti, and it is a full plate, a heap of spaghetti, a heaping. A pile. A pile of spaghetti and meatballs. And I tell my wife, you know what? I'm not going to eat all of this. I'm going to cut it in half. And I literally shoveled half of it off my plate, and I only ate half of it. 
And I felt much better the rest of the day. And I've done the same thing today. I have not. I think I had half the other half. I had the other half today. Mm-hmm. And I, I seen you eat it. <laughs> I thought to myself, I want that. And I, I feel good. And I've, I'm still, I, I've kind of like, got, it's the weekend. Weekends are bad. Yeah. We went to Dallas yesterday and I went to a flying saucer. They have like hundreds of beers on tap. And I kind of in, engorged. No, not engorged. <laughs> that's weird. That's not, indulged. 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 That's okay. Engorged is good as well. It works. Uh, so I indulged and had some, but I, I haven't gained any weight. I'm, I'm just, I'm where I'm at. That's good. But, but starting Monday. Because we record this, okay, whatever. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Nobody cares. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue on. I'm doing good. You are, you are doing good. I think that people's weight in the board game community is an issue. Well, I think so because it's a sedate hobby. It we're is. not out you're there. You're sitting down. You're eating. You're drinking. And we're not. We're we're the board games tend to be conducive to people who like to be sedate, and it's an intellectual. You know, it's it's one of those I mean, hobbies a, that a tends mer- to be. The America in general is obese. Oh yeah, I am. I fall in the category of morbidly obese. And whenever you put morbidly on there, that's not good. Anything that starts with morbid <laughs> tends to be. You can't say anything. Morbid sense of humor. Morbid. Yeah, anything. What is the the, the definition of morbid? What else goes into morbid? N- not many things. So morbidly obese. That's where I fall in the category of, and it's not good. But I'm working on it, and I'm going to get there. What are we talking about today? We are talking about Pipeline. Ryan Courtner, Courtney, I think is his name, is the designer. I've never heard of him. I think this might be his first design. Really? I think it might be. Don't quote me on that. Capstone Games just released that they have sold out. Like they did the printing printing of it and like it's gone. Ian O'Toole, who apparently does all the artwork on all the games ever now because he is super popular. He's a man. I think not only the artwork on the box, but also the color scheme in the game is what he works on, and he does a fine job. Any game that he's involved in, the color scheme, what most computer programmers would refer to as the user interface, the 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 colors and this the design of the board is very very nice. Uh, so in Pipeline, you are creating basically pipelines, and you're utilizing what? these. Yes, and that's amazing. You're utilizing these pipes to refine oil. There's three different colors of oil. Gray, this orange color, and this teal color. It doesn't matter what it is. It killed me. Lots of math. It literally killed me. No, no that's stupid. It You'd ki- be dead. I you was wouldn't dead. be talking. I was dead on the inside. <laughs> you would be- I was dead on the inside. You can't I- say it literally killed me. And Enrique, no, it killed It killed my spirit. <laughs> it killed my motivation. I did not want to touch this game again. <laughs> Enrique was with me, and of course Enrique played it, and he had a similar experience. A similar like, experience. Okay, Enrique, okay, what so are your when thoughts? When we first played it, we felt like numbskulls because we didn't know how. We thought we were playing it correctly. Like then, <laughs> but it's like, oh hey, at the start of the game, you're already broke. It, it was. It was a. It's like he's okay. Question. Okay, okay. Give me a net question. I'll give you an answer. When uh, we played, obviously he had played it, and you had kind of learned from mistakes. What did you do wrong the first time? Because the second time, I felt like you were doing pretty good with money. Ask me no questions. I'll tell you no lies. Okay. Uh, so what I did was after I played this game the first time and realized that there is obviously a path to victory. There is obviously something that this game wants you to do. 
I watched a playthrough of it. I got online. I looked it up. And then I just read the instructions again and realized, oh, this game is a game that has the potential to basically let you wreck yourself if you don't check yourself. (laughs) It will let you go down a path that will cause you to be so inefficient that you'll lose money that you will have a terrible time there are no like you ever go bowling i i have a yes i have a i love two, bowling yes i do i have a 190 average if you go to the bowling I have a alley, 200 average you have never bowled 200 in your life i have two you've never where how do you know with the rails have you up been with, have you been with me my you, whole life have you bailed to have you, you ever been with me bowling for soup that's a good band but you've never bowled 200 in your life it looks like we're going to go bowling. We are going after. bowling. <laughs> With the rails no, down. No, With the rails no, down. Why no, not? I did not say. No, you, I you did challenged not say. You. I have averaged 200. I said I bowled a 200 one time. Well, okay, whatever. But you know those rails that they have up at the bowling alley? Like the balls will bounce Everybody off. Everybody knows yeah, the rails. Obviously. I didn't know there's some people that don't Everybody bowl. Do they the have rails. bowling alleys in Australia? I don't know. Do they have bowling alleys in Europe? I don't know. Yeah, but the ball spins to the left. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Is that uh, true? <laughs> I heard that's false. No, what? it's true. That like and here when you flush the toilet, the water spins which way? It spins to the counterclockwise. Okay, spins to the right. So, if but you in you Australia, flush the toilet, it spins to the left. I thought I heard that was false. Troy, right in. I thought I'm I heard sure. that was an old wife's tale. Have Cooper flush the toilet, and you tell us which way the toilet goes. You have your kids. <laughs> okay, let us know. Yes. I've got to know. We have to know. Either way, with this, you get me. There are no bumpers in pipeline. It will let you go Bible into the gutter, line. and it, it will push you in the gutter, and it's fine to kick you while you are down. It is very rough. It is very rough. In Pipeline, the game is played out on this board where it's not very intuitive about what you're trying to do. You can go to these one of these three markets, actually four markets, including the crude, one, crude market, and buy oil and sell oil. You buy oil, you put it on your player board, and then you refine that oil. Yes. That's the essentially you, part of the game. I will say, after you had played it, you explained the game to me in approximately 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, it wasn't hard. It's not hard. Of course, the little the finesse of the game is a little bit more than that. Yes. But basically, this game is you buy crude oil, you refine it, you sell it at a higher value. That's literally the game. That is the game. But it's And that is why I found this game somewhat boring. Okay. Here here's now now, this is a very simplistic view of the pipeline game because mainly if you remember that old NES game, that Game Boy game, Pipe Dream, where you're just putting pipes together and the little green goop is going through it and you're just trying to hurry and just make it continue. That's, of course, what I was thinking of. <laughs> I swear nobody else has ever played that 1989 game but me. Uh, so this game has... Mm, not a fan s- of Wii Heavy. No, no Wii, Wii Heavy, Heavy in stock. Is it in stock? In stock. In stock. Christopher, not a fan of Wii Heavy. Yeah, no, it's... It's a little coffee I like the white ale the best. Yeah. I've given the dark stuff, the I'm porter, not a porter, to my father-in-law. He loves dark beer. He's really? a big fan. He makes his own. I'm beer. not a porter and a stout guy, and he they, loves it. They taste like coffee to me, and I like a little. I don't like. I didn't like the toasted porter. I love the wee heavy. Why are we talking about beer? 
Because that's what we do. But I love the white You want to listen to somebody professional, go elsewhere. Yeah, why don't you sit down and shut up? Shut up. Hey, you see what I did there? You reversed it. Crossover. It's not plagiarism. Gotcha. We're all about that. So what happens in Pipeline that is very irritating is that you start off with very little money. You have to buy a little bit of oil. You have to put it on your player board. You have to run your pipes. And your pipes are this neat little Tetris-like kind of puzzle where you're just connecting these colored pipes and trying to count the length to them so you know how long the pipe is. And how long the pipe is is it has to be a certain length to refine a certain type of oil to get it to a higher grade. So that's basically it. You're trying to make your pipeline big enough that you can refine oil. Get the oil refined enough, and then you can go to the market and sell it for a little bit more money. You then take that money. You reinvest it. Rinse, dry, repeat. Rinse, yes. dry, repeat. Yes. There is some nuance to this game, and the nuance comes from the upgrade cards that you can buy, which mm-hmm. I'll gripe about that here in a minute, because you're trying to meet these objectives on these valuation cards, which I will grab about in a minute. And then you have to go and you can buy machines that you can put on your pipes that will run your pipes automatically at the the end of your turn if you have a certain amount of money and you want to pay that, which I will grab about in a minute. This game has a lot of potential. It is an interesting puzzle. As a matter of fact, after it beat me down the first time, I was determined to play it again and to play it well. And so I invested in it. I took the time. I looked up how other people were playing it. I looked up what you're supposed to do and realized, okay, the first few turns, you buy a little bit of oil, you refine it. Don't go out and blow your money and go hog wild over here. Plan your dive, dive your plan, and take your time. And you work up this engine. The engine of this game takes a while to get going. And even since we have played this game, I still don't feel like I have played it to its optimal potential. For instance, the denominations of money come in 100s and 500s and 1s and 5s and 10s and 20s and 50s. We barely, our scores were dismal. You scored 213. I yes. was 168. Enrique scored his pipes wrong with his machine, so he didn't really know what to score him. So there was a lot of little nuances in this game. A lot of little rules. The rule book is all right. It's actually done better than some that I've read here recently. But there's all these little fiddly things that the really the game needed a player aid. And there's really there's some information on your side of your player board, but there's not a good player aid. I went to BGG and downloaded one and have one that explains it. But this game is so very irritating to me in certain ways. And it's hard to distill down into why. Not really, because I understand why it irritates me, and that's what I'm about to talk about. Number one, I don't know if I like the fact that I'm dealing with a game that purports to be a worker placement, but it's really not a worker placement. It's a worker selection. You can't block anybody no. off. So you can you have free reign on this board to go wherever you want to. That's fine. I understand that. The player interaction in this game is next to nothing. I don't feel like in any of the games I've played, both two-player and three-player, and I haven't played four-player, so I might be completely wrong. Feel free to check me on this, boardgamesnobs at gmail.com. That it felt like any of the players actually blocked me. At the most part, you may take a pipe that I need, or you might sell your oil to a spot and get more money for it, and I was about to go there. That really never happened. For the most part, it was a very solitary game kind of irritated me just a little bit just slightly i just put my worker where you're at 
But it doesn't bump you out, right? No, no. You're just, just, I'm just there with you. Yeah, yeah. We don't block each other at all. So I just do the action after you. The only thing that the action selection comes from is that on this main part of the board, if you go to this spot here, the spot that's adjacent, you can pay a little bit more money and do that action. So you can do the action. Unless you put yourself on that action. Yes. You You have to choose one of the two. One of the two. Right. So that's basically what takes place. The Tetris level of putting together your pops was fine. It was a little bit confusing at first. And probably, even though it is an interesting puzzle, it's the least interesting thing to me about the game. Like, it's it's more of a chore, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like this whole Tetramino thing of just slotting in stuff. I don't really like that. No. That's, that should be something that's... It just didn't feel like it was part of the game that I really was interested in. It the- reminded me of a Vitala Serta, and I think you said the same thing. I did. But after I played it, I, I agree. Especially the bump out reminded me of uh, The Gallerist. You just you just put your worker there, and really it doesn't affect me. And you don't even bump them out. You're just there with them. Yeah, you're just doing the action. Like, hey, hey, I noticed you did this. I want to do this too. Yeah. And then uh, a Power Grid. As far as the uh, like, the economy of it. So I might buy these barrels of oil. I might buy this crude. I might buy this gray crude. So I've bought these two that were $5. They're gone. So now you have to pay $7 for the next crude. Yeah. Other than that, there's no, and those get replaced back down. Yeah, at the end of the and year. There's not like a whole lot of variance in the economy. And so this, yeah, the the economy didn't really get me as hard as I thought it would. The thing that you fight against this game so hard is your own inclinations. Like you want to go over here and buy an upgrade, but you shouldn't. You should just start off slow, get some oil, refine it, get a little bit more more money, and then go do your thing. It's like the thing that's the challenges in this game is this: there is a path to take. That is optimal in this game, I feel. You should take that path. You should find that path, and you should go down it. Don't stray and buy upgrades too early, which we'll talk about here in a moment. Don't stray and waste an action buying con- getting contracts. Rather, do this, and then do these other things. I well, do... I was- I was pretty surprised. You did 213. I was 168. I was actually pretty surprised I was even that close. Because the first game, Jerry said they didn't have any idea. What did y'all do the first game? Y'all didn't even score the first it game. It was horrible. Uh, it was did, Y'all got a lot of things wrong? We messed up. We couldn't refine anything. We, it was like we <laughs> had so many. Doing? Our, our third, and here's what here's what got me. Me and Enrique played that first game, and we all had penalties. We were taking loans. We were missing contracts. Really? We were just yes. horrible. So when we started this game with Gambi, I told him, this is what you should do. Do not do these things. Do not seek the treasure. Don't take any penalties. Don't take a loan right now. Just get oil, get a little bit of money, and then get going. That may be bad information, but nobody at our table had a penalty. Nobody missed a contract. No, we didn't do anything. We did our thing. Here's what I don't like about this game objectively. There are valuation cards, which are basically in-game scoring. I hate games that have... They were redundant. Redundant or variable in-game scorings that are just out there to randomize the game. Make the end game of your game solidified, have it known, and don't change it. Nothing irks me more than being two-thirds 
into a game and somebody look over at a valuation card and go, oh, I didn't know that you get a hundred extra bucks if you get a third grade uh, upgrade. Yeah. I didn't. I, well, I, no. Make the game the same game for the most part. You can have a little bit of variation in it. You can have other ways of getting victory points, but have an objective. That irritates me. The second thing that irritates me, these pipes, that you're running these pipes, but then you can buy a machine and pay this machine to run your pipes, but it segregates the pipes out, and this pipe can this, this, and this, this. That was very confusing for some people. I understood it. Enrique did not. Enrique messed up on he it several up. times. Enrique, you messed up. There is a lot of stuff How does it make that you kind of, like that's not fun. That Pretty seems sad. like a chore to you me. You were sad? Very sad. It seems like a chore it, to me. And, and piecing together this pipeline, it wasn't as, it, it didn't draw me in. The idea behind this game is that you should be managing your money. It should be tight, and you should be selling. I that never felt like I was stretched for anything. You're a you're a big fan of economy games, right? So this is what got me about this pipeline game. It irritated me when I didn't understand it, and so I've repeatedly played it. I've taken a lot of time to try to learn it. I still don't feel like I'm paying, playing it optimal. I will continue to play there this There are game. $500 chits in right. there. And I will... Do you get $500? I will not be satisfied until I'm at that level. I will keep this game and play this game until I You think I that matters like, at player count? No. It just matters about the person alone because it scales down. I will play this game until I feel like I am good enough at it, and then I will get rid of it. Here's so why. you're going to play it again. I, oh, yeah, I'm going to play this Because after this time, you're like, I don't really care for it. Uh, here's the thing. I don't care for it. I found it rather interesting. Yes, lots of thinking. It was it was engaging because you have to constantly do math. and like, Because mm-hmm. like I said, okay, I'm buying this. I'm You're buying this crude. I need to bump it up to this level and then sell it. Right. And that's the game. You can make contracts. You can do orders. There's little things you can fulfill. But ultimately, you're just buying, upgrading, selling. Buying, upgrading, selling. And it's kind of a race. It is a race. And you're trying to do everything as efficiently as you possibly can. But here's here's my overall feeling about Pipeline. I will play it again. I'm not compelled to because I enjoy it. I'm compelled to because it is a challenge. Because you want to beat it. I want to beat it. You want to figure it out. I want to figure it out, and I want to beat it. But I do not, do not enjoy this game like I do other Euros. And this is my point that I'm about to get at. Nothing kills a game more to me when I play it, and I think there's another game I already own that does this. But better. Better. When I played this game, and this is going to sound stupid, I know it is. It, it, it just is. It, this, these two games don't compare in a lot of ways. They don't. But Power Grid. I am a huge fan of Power Grid. I love Power Grid because it was amazing when it came out because it was a sleek design, a very competitive money management game. There was an auction, one of the best catch-up mechanics in games. And this little slight area control game, that's what I wanted. I wanted Pipeline or something like it to be the next power grid, to have a very punishing market, 
to where the last player gets to buy, who's ever in last place gets to buy their resources and it drives up the money on the people that are ahead. And then there's, there's this very tight area control game that's forcing people to spend their resources and their money to put pipes and things in places. And that it's so tight and so competitive. And maybe you're bidding, maybe you're fighting in terms of maybe not bidding, but area control, uh, worker placement, trying to get what you need. That's what I truly hope Pipeline to be. It's not. It made me want to play Power Grid. It made me realize how great I love Power Grid. But at the same time, Pipeline is such a challenge and is so new that it's going to be one of those games that I will play. I will get to where I think I understand it and that I play it efficiently and then I'm probably going to pass on it. I don't enjoy it. I like the competition of it. Uh, Power Grid? Yeah. It's like, one of the first games we played as correct we became as we came to know each other yes as Bubba introduced each other uh first on my BGG stats first and last play May 13 2016 yeah been a long time three years ago been a long time so with that in mind you still prefer power grid over pipeline I've played power grid before that after that as well you play power grid after that I played it with Makai and oh, several other people uh, I've, I've used power grid to introduce people to games of like this is bidding this is air control I love power grid but the thing is is that pipeline to me it gave me a similar feeling like Teotihuacan. Con mm-hmm. like there's a lot of stuff going on and mm-hmm. there's a lot of fiddly rules I enjoy Teotihuacan Con more than I do pipeline I think of out of all the Euro games I've played here recently, Pipeline is so far in the back. It's an interesting challenge. I feel about it similarly that I do about Teotel Khan. I want to play it again. I want to beat it. I want to be good at it. But at the end of the day, do I really enjoy it? I enjoy the challenge of it. I It doesn't bring me the type of enjoyment that I get from a more streamlined more elegant design i guess is what i'm saying and so that's what that is what i'm saying to to everybody who's listening if you're big into economic games heavier games pipeline's good it is good it has it has a pretty to me it just feels to me it was just like (laughs) you often hear spreadsheet the game right that's what it felt like. let's get out our excel sheets and get going well and i will say that like I said, this is designed to be for a certain type of people. This is designed yeah. for people who I mean, like heavy games. You can game. see we're obviously, yes, this is obviously a well-designed game in some respects. In some respects, But yes. I'm not going, I personally, I was kind of just like, just going through the motions of doing what I said. This is kind of like saying I like musicals, and then you take somebody to go to the opera, and they're like, well... When I said musicals, I like the Blues Brothers. Yes. <laughs> it's like this is not exactly no. the lighthearted funniness. Give me Power Grid any day of the week over Pipeline. And so with that in mind, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I, I And it's probably going to be in my collection until I get this to where I feel like I can just. You want to get it. I'm going to get it. I enjoyed it. In the stream of games that I have, am I aching to play it again? No. This is going to be somewhat controversial because I think a lot of people like Pipeline right now. It's very popular. Oh. I think a lot of people enjoy it. There's nothing Eno wrong. Tool. Eno Tool's art. Man, one of these days I'm going to design a board game and he can do the artwork for it. Um, it's good, but it is not great. And I'm afraid that... 
I'm afraid that this game is going to fall into what many games of this type do. It's, well, I mean, it's quite to, frankly, Power Grid. We've played Power Grid once in three years. Right. And this and this game, I think, is going to be one of those that it's going to be one I've played, I enjoyed, and it's going to be on the shelf. So, obviously, we like Power Grid. We don't like it enough to play it again, hmm. if I'm being honest. And the thing that irritates me about this, and I will not get on my Amazon soapbox, is that what keeps me from playing Power Grid is not the fact that I don't like it. It's the fact that there's always something new that's coming out that yeah. we feel like we have to review or that we have to talk about, but we don't review it because we're not reviewers. But my fact, the, the point of the matter is, is that I think Pipeline is going to be one of those games that will have a cult following. There will be people who will love this game. If you are a heavy Euro fan, heavy economic fan, and you have seen and you can watch a brief playthrough of this video, you will know that if you like the type of punishment, the type of abstractness and piecing together this puzzle, kind of like Teotihuacan. If Teotihuacan is something that's up your alley, bah. Which they're, they're completely different games in terms of theme and, and mechanics. But the same feeling of, I have a challenge, I want to meet that challenge, definitely Pipeline. Um, but I would rather play Tatamacon. I would too. And I would suggest that probably over this. And so, despite this, tends but to be the But if you're going to play Tatamacon, right I'd rather play in Austria. Why don't you just mind your business? I got to go. I got to yeah, go. Yeah, I got to get home to my loving wife. Have to go to work. <laughs> I have to go to work. Hey. We have to go to work. I have to go to work tomorrow. I have to work tomorrow as well. I've got to get the rocks where they need to go. The rocks, you say? Dwayne Enrique Johnson? Is, Enrique has got to <laughs> Enrique has got to wax some floors. Jerry's got to heal some people. Uh, clean carpets, actually. Oh, clean carpets. Yes. Until then, I'm Gabby. This is Jerry. We love y'all. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Not really love you like in terms that we love each other. I but, love uh, you. I don't really love anybody. Jerry I'm loves dead me. In sound. Jerry I'm loves dead me. Sound. You mean? But I love okay, you. And that beef say. jerky. That was good. That beef jerky, Scott. Scott, send us some more. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy.